Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to... One more time, I didn't click record. (laughs) Sorry. This is our fifth time, but that's all right because you will be welcomed sooner or later and take six or seven or eight or nine. Can we do one more? Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to encourage and empower people in motion, specifically educators and parents as they travel around the world. On The Drive, we navigate challenging questions in work, life, and all the in-between. We definitely don't have all the answers, but we're excited to explore and share the answers we discover during the ride. Come join us on The Drive. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Hi. Hey. <laughs> hey, drivers and hey, Facebook family. Welcome to the fourth episode of The Drive. This episode will be unique as we have a big try because we are currently live on Facebook. So let's jump right in. In undergrad, I was active in the BSU. Senior year, I was actually speaker, which is like a president. One thing we often talked about was Sankofa. The Sankofa is a metaphorical symbol used by the Akan people of Ghana, generally depicted as a bird with its head turned backward, taking an egg from its back. It expresses the importance of reaching back to knowledge gained in the past and bringing it to the present in order to make positive progress. In today's episode, we'll look back at what we've learned and answer the question, how does reflection help us create a strategic plan for the remainder of 2020? To start us off, I want to share a bit about my experience on the drive and being a new podcaster. Since I first spoke to Melissa about doing a podcast, I've learned so much. And it's not all been about podcasting, but also about myself. For example, I've learned GarageBand, editing, and how to reach out to my community. You're the community I'm reaching out to. I've been reminded to be graceful with myself. And my sister friend, Melissa, has helped reinforce that for me. I've been pushed to think about things differently. And working with someone helps you do that. There's so much value in partnership, and that applies to this podcast, marriage, friendship, coworkers, and any relationship you can think of. But today's not about me. It's about expanding our tribe, celebrating where we've come from, and making positive plans forward. 2020 has been all about change, and Melissa and I began, began this podcast with the theme of embracing big change. We have critically looked at a few key areas where we have embraced change, specifically transitions, the pandemic, and new relationships, each covered in our first three episodes, so be sure to check them out. So today, we want to introduce a few new women to the drive and have them add to the discussion. First up, we have a ninth-year educator with a true passion for students. While teaching abroad, she reignited her passion for photography. When she isn't snapping absolutely amazing photos, she's writing and producing fun music videos, which you can check out in our show notes. Let's welcome Andrea Watson to the drive. Welcome, Hi, everyone. Hey. This next lady, I met this gym literally, literally on the first day on my journey to become an educator. Since she's taught all over the United States and beyond. She's taught for over a decade from gen ed to sped and all the in-between the education brings you. And you know, education brings you a lot. Drivers, <laughs> let's greet Aziza Parker. Hello. Hey, Aziza. Hi, how are you all? Fabulous. This sister friend is a mom of three-year-old twin girls and a five-year-old. Plus, she's a licensed clinical social worker educated at the University of Michigan. Go Blue! and University of Chicago School of Social Service Administration. She's worked in a variety of treatment settings, including inpatient, private practice, child welfare, and community health clinics. Additionally, she is a former seventh grade English educator. Please give a warm welcome to Lauren Campbell. Hi, everybody. Hey, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Last but not least, This woman has done it all. Sped educator, model teacher, Bible student, and a singer in a band. 
Now she's an Orton Gilliam dyslexia tutor, social media consultant, writer, and editor. I hope I didn't leave anything out. Let's say hi to Ola Shalape Olubarande. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Now that everyone has been properly welcomed, we'll share how we're pulling up. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, tell us about how you're pulling up in the comment section. Remember, this is where you use a vehicle to describe how you're showing up, and it can be real or imagined. Just be sure to tell us why this is your vehicle of choice. Without any further ado, Melissa, do you want to start us off and tell us how you're pulling up? I would love to. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, your sister, your auntie, your bestie, Melissa Don, and I am pulling up to episode four in my rental car. I know, I know, I know. I understand. I've been riding out with these same two vehicles for the past month. But listen, that's how my life has been, just rolling in these same types of cars, these same types of patterns. I feel like I'm in this never ending day where you wake up and you're in the same cycle. However, I do have some good news to add. And that is that I did let go of the trailer. And so it's just me rolling out in my SUV. I really feel like I have settled in on what I'm going to take with me when I travel out of the country. And I think I'm going to really focus in on not only understanding what I'm going to take, but now really thinking about why I'm taking those things. So for me, I'm in that place where I'm learning to steward what has been given to me and not only steward it, but understand why God gave it to me in the first place. Because oftentimes we let people come in and out of our life and we don't ask ourselves, why is this here? Why is this person here? Why is this item here? Why is this home here? So as I am renting, I do feel that sense of stewardship settling on me, that this is my responsibility to be a good steward over the things that God has blessed me with. So I am just free with my wonderful, fabulous SUV. Thank you all so much again for joining us on The Drive. We would love to hear how you're pulling up. As you know, we can pull up Seaside if we need to. So let us know if you're cruising up. We do have a Seaside and let us know if you're going off terrain because we can also go four-wheeler with you. Just let us know how you're rolling today. Well, hi everyone. Again, I am Andrea and every day I'm driving in something different. But today I'm rolling in my Chevy Cruze. Yes, I'm a Chevy girl. Um, <laughs> I chose this vehicle because it's reliable and not too fancy or flashy, which is very symbolic to my life. Um, I'm a go-getter and it's going to get me where I need to be from point A to point B and so on. So that's how I'm rolling. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it through 2020, like <laughs> really. Um, because I'm riding over many potholes, getting bumped and bruised along the way, but I'm coming out as a winner. All right, winner. All right, Miss Chevy girl. All right, Aziza, how about you? So my name is Aziza Parker, and I am rolling to you all in my tank, mm -hmm. a military <laughs> vehicle. <laughs> yes, because I feel like at this moment in my life, I've just returned from Africa, a place that I wanted to go for so long. Um, but being abroad and for the first time, it was um, a lot to take in. But I also realized that, you know, a military vehicle, the tank, it takes, the military is precise. They work as a unit. And for me to be overseas and for me to continue the lifestyle that I want um, for myself and my daughter, it takes my whole family to be in it, working with me um, with military precision so that we can be um, forward moving 
so that we can be goal seekers and so that we can just be productive as a family. Um, and I'm not just talking about my daughter and myself, my mom, I'm talking about even my cousins and things like that. It takes all of, you know, anybody who's traveled abroad and lived, they know that it takes your whole family unit to make it work. And so that's why I chose, a t oh, also I chose the tank because I have just so much going on so much going on and some at sometimes I feel overwhelmed with it but a tank crushes everything so I'm able to just get over it you know and keep moving and it moves slowly sometimes sometimes it speeds up but that that's my life right now I feel like I have a lot on my shoulders but step by step slowly I'm crushing it Thank you. Right. Crushing. Google that. Right. That's one of the ones you repeat like a few things. You know, at church, they say, turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, I have a tank and my tank is crushing it. Now turn to your other neighbor. <laughs> neighbor, I have a tank and my tank is crushing it. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for the take. Thank you. So I'll go next. Um, hey, it's Lauren. Um, I would say that I am in some old school, I don't even know what it is. Um, some things work, sometimes it doesn't, but it's like a, a Friday night, Sunday morning drive, just real chill, cool, whatever, either, either the radio works or it doesn't, but you know, I'm, I'm unfazed. And so of course there's things that we've been kind of coming up against the, against this year but the the mood is is, is totally whatever so uh, it's it's old um it gets you where you're going and and as long as you you know look unfazed in it then everybody else will look at it and think it's the coolest thing they've seen in a long time shala you want to tell us how you're pulling up today um so i'm pulling up in a submarine because uh, I am currently in a season of some serious deep diving. Um, I've been doing a lot of work underneath the surface. Um, there are things that, <laughs> you know, there are things that people can't necessarily see unless I choose to radio them in. And there's even things that aren't on my radar that, you know, I still have to explore and discover. But, um, you know, there's moments where I'm having to battle it out and go to war. And then there's other moments where I'm coasting. So like today's my birthday. So I'm kind of like chilling, laying back, allowing myself to receive love and just take time to rest and be refueled. Um, but re regardless of what type of day it is, I know that, you know, there's a, a target, there's a goal and I'm going to, you know, resurface in a state of wholeness. So I'm pulling up in my little submarine, chilling today. Who knows what tomorrow holds, but I'm ready regardless. Did you put little in front of a submarine though? You're right. <laughs> <Let's> say <it. laughs> I was gonna give you a birthday shout out in your intro. I said, you know what? Not everybody wants everybody to know their business, but since you said it, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday so much for celebrating with us. Happy birthday to you. Oh my goodness, what an honor. Listen, I celebrate my birthday for the whole month. So the fact that you're here with us on your birthday, I am so honored. And I just want to say thank you. What a birthday gift to all of us. Right. Wow. I'm second there. Oh, thank you. Right. And a birthday gift in a submarine? Winning. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Winning. Well, I am pulling up and Bumblebee the Transformer. Because there are times where I feel like I'm in control. Because, you know, sometimes the person in Bumblebee is in control. And the other times I feel like someone's taking over. Because Bumblebee not listening. He doing what he wants to do. <laughs> I have limited space because it's this little bug. You know, bugs those are big vehicles. Um, so I have to think critically about what I'm packing and who's even coming along with me. The bug is a unique car because it doesn't particularly draw attention, but it gets you from point A to point B and everybody kind of knows the bug, right? That it's special enough that everybody knows, oh, that's a bug, but it doesn't really stand out. 
And the other thing that's special is that this isn't just a bug, it's a transformer. And a transformer can protect you, right? Now, all vehicles have an element of protection, but a transformer is proactive and not simply reactive, right? You know, a regular car, the airbags pop out, you're protected. You know, transformers like, oh, no, we're going to go on the offense. I'm going to jump up and, you know, I'm going to fight that battle for you. And so I've had a lot of protection during the season in life. And sometimes you don't even know who's working in the background, just like the Transformers when they're off saving the world. So lastly, although I'm in Bumblebee, Bumblebee isn't alone. He has a whole team or a tribe of Transformers who show up for him and whoever he's protecting. So this is really the perfect vehicle to describe where I am today, right now, at this moment in life, in 2020. Like, I, when I thought of Bumblebee, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the vehicle. I want to thank everyone from Facebook for joining. Um, don't stop writing with us. The full episode will be available next Friday on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And until our next journey, thank you so much for being here with us. To answer the question of this episode, how does reflection help us create a strategic plan for the remainder of 2020? We will use the topics from our first episodes to help guide us. We'll start with new relationships, particularly because these are all new relationships that we're forming right now. How do new relationships help you blaze new paths forward? Charlotte, will you kick us off on this one? Sure. So I'll share a little bit about my journey. In my last season, I was actually living in Sydney, Australia, and my flatmates was a musician, and he was part of a band. And I was wrapping up Bible college and wasn't really sure how I was going to continue singing. And we were actually moving out of our flat, decided to get coffee one day, and he's like, oh, well, what's your plan? You know, after college, what are you gonna be doing? And I'm like, well, I'm not really sure. I just know I wanna continue singing in some, in some way. I'm not sure if I'll be able to continue with serving in the creative um, team at church. And he's like, oh, well, I'm in a jazz band and we're looking for vocalists. Within a week, I'm auditioning for this band, and now I'm in a band, you know? <laughs> so it was something that I'd always wanted to do, uh, particularly singing that style of music. And obviously, had I not met this new person, I would not have been connected to these people. So <clears throat> forming new relationships obviously connects you to really exciting opportunities um, to fulfill the dreams that you have, um, but then also just having a sense of family like around the world. So actually this time last year, like today, last year, I was in Barcelona and I did like an impromptu trip from Norway. Who And in Norway, I was staying with friends that I had met in Sydney. So it's like my whole Euro trip, I was staying with people that I had met in Australia. And these were new connections that I had formed that had developed into deep enough connections where, you know, these people are letting me stay in their homes and meet their families and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that meeting new people is gift that we have, you know, every day. But then, as I was speaking about earlier, <clears throat> just considering this idea of facilitating newness in your current relationships. Um, so coming home, this is a whole different season for me. Like I'm in Metro Detroit, you know, the first few months I was just trying to figure out what I'm doing here. Um, I maybe met a few new people, but for the most part, I was reconnecting with close friends that I'd known for years, reconnecting with my family. And, you know, given the pandemic now being at home quite a bit, I'm taking this time to really deepen those relationships. And one of those relationships is the relationship with myself. You know, I got a bomb therapist, <laughs> black therapist. <laughs> I don't know who our uh, listener base is, but you know, black mental health therapist specialists are for the win. So for the win. <laughs> yes. Like can, can we all say we, we are therapy. all joining? <laughs> Listen, go 
to therapy. So like, can we all say that together? Go yeah, to therapy. Go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy. And that was kind of like what I was alluding to with the whole submarine thing is like, he's been guiding me in this journey of really like getting to understand who I am, why I've been doing the things that I have been doing, how I can live a healthier life. Um, and it, and it's, it's new. Like I'm rediscovering who I am, but for years, like, you know, I wasn't, there were some things that I knew I was doing that are fundamentally me, but there were a lot of things that I was doing that were not me. Um, and so for me, that's like a whole new relationship. And as I'm doing that, then I'm also relating to people differently. And so that forms a newness in those relationships. But I just want to say like, you know, new relationships and newness and existing relationships it really helps us to blaze new paths forward, bringing fresh perspective, inspiration, you know, additional connections, insight, opportunities for growth, and of course, personal development. Go ahead. Yes. Very I poetic. Mean, yes. Let's yes. Get Yes, Everybody's yes. loving it. We're, we're, we're here for it. We're here for it. Yes. Lauren or Aziza, did you want to add anything to that? As a Black therapist, I will affirm that, yes, go go see somebody. Everybody needs somebody. There's <laughs> nothing wrong um, with having somebody. Um, and if somebody told you that, they're, they're lying. Everybody needs somebody. So um, go to therapy. <laughs> so, um, but I would, I would just say that as somebody who is a, a self-professed introvert, um, I don't like new things. I don't like new people. <laughs> Particularly, there's a lot of kind of organizations and governments who have rules and laws against kind of um, solitary confinement. And, and a lot of times we do it to ourselves that, you know, you know, we don't want to kind of step out and um, there's a lot of reasons why that hold people back and so I think kind of really being kind of strategic is a lot of stepping out of that comfort zone making new relationships and and you know a lot of times I use the phrase kind of try it and see and you know have good boundaries and if you don't have good boundaries hopefully your therapist can help you with that <laughs> but um be willing to to try new things meet new things and you you'd be amazed at kind of the connections and the way that your world really kind of enlarges so one thing i hear both of you talking about which is a big part of the episode is that to do what you're talking about took reflection. It took you to look in internally, whether that was the help and guidance from a professional or whether that was just time with yourself. You had to think about yourself and think about like, what can I do to kind of expand that? And that people need people is just an amazing thing. And being able to look at newness in multiple ways and not just being those new people you meet, but those people that you reactivate in your life. So I really think those are really good points. That makes me think about transition, which leads us to our next question is, when you transition, is it better to spend time reflecting, so what we were just talking about, or strategically planning? Andrea, will you start us off with this one? Oh, great. I think you need both. I think you need both. When it comes to reflecting, you're always looking back on your past, on where you've been or how far you've come. Um, similar to the analogy you use about always checking out, you know, looking back in your rear view mirror. For me, 2020 has been going on. And I know I can, you know, only speak for myself. I know for other people is definitely for the world. Um, but for me, a lot has been going on that I did not have any plans at all whatsoever. And as I just keep moving, moving forward, but where everything is just like constantly just going, 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 and you just feel jumbled. Transitioning to come home on vacation to, okay, well now here it is, August. I am in America, <laughs> getting ready to transition to go to Kuwait <laughs> um, with my newly master's degree um, that I had no plans of going back to school for, by the way, that like, that was just like, oh, well, since it's quarantine, COVID-19, why don't I just go ahead and finish my master's degree while I'm at it? So that took me by surprise. Why not? Um, Might as well be <laughs> right. master's degree for the win. Right. Right. Level up, level up. 
level up, level up, hey, level up, level up. So when it comes to reflecting, I can honestly look back and say, okay, these last seven to eight months, Andrea, you have grown a lot as an educator, as a person, um, all around. So yes, I think you definitely need to reflect, but I also think you need to be strategic in your planning. Um, when planning, it's best to be strategic on what's your next goal. What are your next goals? What's your next steps? And how are you going to reach those goals? Um, so I think you need both. In order to be successful, I think you need to have both. Aziza, what do you think? Driving on the drive. Um, yes, driving on the drive. Drive on the drive. Drive yes. on the drive. Talk about pull up, pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that um, when I'm when I'm transitioning, I I try to plan strategically because um, reflecting, I will just get off task. So I just go ahead and plan strategically for the for my new future as much as possible. And then if I can pull certain situations from my past that do um pertain to the situation that i'm going into then i will but for the most part i just plan strategic laura what do you say so i'm i'm so happy to be on the drive i'm so happy that this is um kind of the topic of questions this is probably one of my absolute favorite metaphors so i think about it as if we all we all know how to drive right and if you were to drive looking only or solely kind of in the rearview mirror, what would happen? You would crash. If you were to be looking kind of not looking at the road in front of you, but just looking at the GPS and looking at the kind of the ultimate destination, what would happen? You would crash. Now, what if you were to be kind of distracted with your whatever is going on in the car? I have three kids again, so they're always fighting and throwing and doing all kinds of things. If I'm focused on them, I would crash. Lastly, we all know rubberneckers, you get on the road, you're looking at um, the, whatever's happening over there, what's going on in that car, what are they doing? If you are focused on that, you will crash. And so I think the ultimate kind of gray area is an awareness of all of those things that you have to be aware of what is behind you, what is ahead of you, where you are going, where you want to be, what is going on right now, that when you really ultimately drive, you are aware of all of those things. You should take the moments that you have in front of you and, and kind of be probably mostly aware of what's happening in front of you, or maybe one, two steps ahead of the time, but you gotta be aware of all of those other things. And so I think, Overall, you have to have an awareness of all of it as you get to your final destination. Melissa, so because you are so decisive, I want to get you in this question. What do you say? Because I know you only one way. You only going to pick one. So which one is it? Listen, you already know me, sis. The only thing gray in my life are these walls behind me, okay? It's black or white, yes or no. Reflect or plan, okay? Right. You're absolutely right. And for me... I definitely agree with Sister Friend on strategic planning. I think that as our days are, so is our strength. And because of that, we need to take everything that we have to make a turn. You know, you're talking about transitioning. You're not just talking about continuing straight. So that means there's going to be a lot of things in my life that are different, that it wasn't that way before. And so I need to take all of my efforts and energy, not just to look back on what I've done, but to really envision what it is that I need to do. And the reason why I say that is because I truly believe that whatever I think, that's what I'm going to be. And so if I'm too busy thinking about what I already was, I don't have enough time and energy to think about what I want to be. Our next question is for anyone to answer. We've heard this a lot, but then COVID. We've heard it so many times. I mean, I think I've heard, I've told the story a few times where I say, but then COVID. How has the pandemic pushed you to reflect and strategically plan for the remainder of 2020? Like I hear a lot of people say COVID made them sit back and reflect and think about um, what was important in life and what was missing in their lives. 
And that's what COVID did for me. It made me literally sit around doing pretty much nothing. And with that, you know, as an educator, you're always thinking, you're thinking of new ideas, you're thinking of ways to forward for forward pro progress, I guess. But when it's more, COVID is the obstacle and it just showed me the things that I needed to maybe do in my life to relax and be uh, more, I guess, stable, I'm going to say. Lauren? So speaking, um, particularly of the pandemic, there's something that I have learned from it is that there is so much that we do not have control over. And there's so much of our lives that um, despite the best planning, the most strategic planning, that there, that sometimes the universe, God, or everything in between um, will come and, and you have to be kind of prepared for a shift. And so I think what happens a lot of times is just kind of having that flexibility of being able to shift and um, embracing kind of what those things that are out of our control with kind of a sense of acceptance, not resignation, not kind of giving up, but acceptance that, okay, this is where we are right now, again, keeping that long-term goal in mind, um, but really being careful not to suffer. That, you know, they say pain is inevitable and, and suffering is optional. And I think a lot of times in these things that come up against us that um, are without of our, out of our control, there's for a lot of people a moment of kind of suffering. Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I wish this were different. Figuring out how to make it work and being really being strategic, I think, is starts with the flexibility that there's a lot that's out of our control. Um, but you still have goals, you still have values, you still have things. What can you do in that moment that will shift you to, from a point of acceptance, like, okay, this is where we are, um, but out of that place of suffering where people just really end up stuck. Wonderful. Did anybody else want to share before we get to our overarching question? Yeah, so I was actually already in a state of transition when COVID hit, because like I said, I was in Sydney for three and a half years, and I pretty much just moved back, we'll say about a year ago at this time. So I had pretty much been home for six to seven months, and honestly, at the time, was kind of questioning, like, why am I even here right now? Before I left, I had a knowing that I was supposed to be home at this time, but I didn't know why. Um, and there's no way I would have been okay with being 7,000 miles or however many miles away during a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I honestly, for me, it was, it was evidence of God ordering my steps. But also, it really did bring to light for me um, just how unpredictable and how fleeting life could be. Like, and it, it did actually cause me to, I was already in a state of reflection, but it caused me to really think a little bit more deeply about purpose. What am I doing? Where do I want to be? Um, I think it really did help me to kind of like, focus in a little bit more than what I was doing, where it was kind of like, well, you know, if things come and I'll figure it out versus like, okay, now let me really sit down. Let me reflect <laughs> and think about who I want to be and what I want to do. And then strategically plan about how I'd like to contribute either to my personal growth. So I started taking voice lessons, graphic design courses, obviously reading a lot and learning how to set boundaries like Lauren said. <laughs> so I'm not taking on things that are going to take away from what I want to do. Um, and then that also creates room for me to figure out how I want to impact my community. Do I want to mentor people? How am I going to use, as we say, our hands and our feet um, and our voices to really contribute to lasting change? So that's what COVID did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, COVID definitely gave me a sense of time. And I know you're like, time? What do you mean? Well, it gave me time to sit down and reflect. It gave me a time to honestly rest. Um, it gave me a time to finish up any 
undone projects I had, you know, like drifting around my head or over me. Um, it really just gave me time to just to, to spend more time with my family, um, but to be able to come back home and establish those relationships with your family and your friends and get to know them for the time that you were gone, five months, two years, three years. And I have to piggyback on what everyone else said, you know, um, personal growth, professional growth, um, setting boundaries, um, because, of course, you know, you've been away from people so long and they see you in a different light. So when you come back together, it's kind of like, wait a minute. Okay, that was me a year ago. Okay, this is me now. Um, Just reintroducing yourself and you just getting to know other people. So and just continue to grow. Like, I love how one, all these different ideas kind of keep reinforcing either from some of the previous podcasts, from the other sharing. One thing I liked that was said earlier was like self-solitude versus healthy boundaries. And I feel like that's something that's kind of being echoed, particularly when most people got forced into homes with other people. So like you had to think about that differently, right? Like what solitude looked like and what boundaries look like shifted. And so really thinking about those things, but in such a positive manner, it's just amazing to hear these stories still be so vibrant and positive and resilient. And so I'm, I'm for it. So, and that really takes us to the big question. So we had all these little questions, but the big question is, how does reflection help us create a strategic plan for the remainder of 2020? 2020 is not over. COVID is still around, right? You know, so how do we reflect? Because we've all, like Melissa said, we all said we have to reflect. We have to strategically plan. How do we do that for the rest of this 2020? And I want everyone to answer. Aziza, can you kick us off? that I've been really trying to do is look for the parts of my life that bring me joy and finding those parts in my daughter, Aminata's life as well, and then finding a a medium where we can both meet and be happy and um, enjoy, enjoy life because this, at this time, it's difficult, especially for a single child to enjoy life, you know? So, and it's hard for me because a lot of the joy that I bring my daughter is showing her the world and showing her, you know, different parts of America. And we can't do that this summer. So um, we do a lot of crafts and cooking because, you know, well, you know, Adrian, that we love, that I love to eat. She's a foodie now as well. So we've just been trying to, you know, bring that type of joy in any way. I'll be using the the ways that we the ways that I've been happy in the past to plan my future, my COVID future, you know. And I I'm I'm using plan very loosely because with COVID you never know what is coming next. It sounds like you reflected on past joy, present happiness, and future cheerfulness. So that's just an amazing way to kind of look at this experience. I'll share from (laughs) the client perspective (laughs) of reflection, but um, I feel like reflection gives us a starting point. Um, I think it gives you an opportunity to really give voice to what's happening internally and get a better understanding of what your true desires are. And when you are informed with what is truly you and what your needs are and, you know, what did I do in this past situation that maybe I didn't actually want to make that decision. Maybe that decision was influenced by external factors and not exactly what I want to do. Or, you know, maybe I made that decision out of fear instead of out of, you know, a passion for this particular job or, and, or out of like actual love for this person or what have you you know, your reflection allows you to make a better and a more guided decision that would be most beneficial for you. Um, And that's something that I've been learning as 
I reflect in my little submarine and I go really deep. Like I'm talking deep, like childhood trauma deep, like, and understanding how those things have impacted the way I navigate my relationships and how I make decisions about career and all of that. It is not easy. I 100% (laughs) can say it has not been easy. There have been very hard days where I do have to sit there and feel the same pain that I felt as a little girl. But I also know that in doing that, I can move forward and I can make plans for my life that are best for me. So I talked a little bit about setting boundaries. More recently, you know, I I started tutoring part-time with a company um, and I work with children with dyslexia, which I love doing. So having gotten to a point where now I'm at least better (laughs) about listening to myself, you know, I started getting more hours at this job to the point where one day I'm literally working from nine to 6 p.m. with students, not even like, you're not even talking about planning, you're not talking about, I barely had a lunch break and I did not want to do that. Like when I took this job, I was like, this is strictly part-time. So you have time to do your social media work so you can take classes, so you can get into the creative side of who you are. And I literally had to stop. And I was like, wait a minute, something doesn't feel right. I had to reflect, something doesn't feel right. This is not what I wanted. And I went to my boss and I was like, hey, so I'm gonna have to update my schedule because this is not exactly working for me. And I had to set that boundary and I did not apologize, which was a huge victory for me. But it took me pausing, reflecting on, okay, what do you really want in this season? And is, are all these hours, yes, they're a little bit more money, Not enough, mind you, but yes, they're a little bit more money, but is this what you really want? And it it wasn't. So honestly, reflection is so, so important and we don't have to stay there forever, but it definitely allows you to make informed decisions about how you're going to move forward um, and really make plans that are in alignment with who you are and who you want to be and where you want to be. Lauren, as you respond to that, can you share how drivers can get the courage to face that difficult task of reflection? So um, kudos to you um, for being able to to have that courage because it's not easy. But I think the most important part of that place of reflection is asking yourself, is this working? Is this where I want to be? Is this the person that I want to be? Is this the is this working for me? Because a lot of times there's this kind of um, comfort in what is familiar, even though it, it may be unsafe, even may even though it may not be honoring your values, even may even if it's hurting you. That there is well, at least I know it. I know what to expect. It feels as if there's a control and there's a real fear of the unknown, but I think a lot of what the coaching that that we do um, as as therapists is really helping people get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. That's where the magic happens. And so um, while courage um, is important, um, it's very scary. And sometimes people are like, I I don't want to do it. Don't make me do it. I don't want to do it. And so I can't, but just really recognizing that where you are is not working um, is sometimes more important than actual courage or wanting to do it. It's like, well, this isn't working. And I can either, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So I can stay in this place where I'm not growing. I'm not living a life. I I don't have a lunch break. I don't have kind of somebody who's respecting my boundaries. And you can stay there. You know, they they say you could do nothing and stay miserable is is the the, um, strategy, which is, which is your choice. Um, But if it's really, truly not serving you, um, that's where the, and I say it kind of um, in quotation marks, courage, because it may not be courage. You may not be kind of courageous. You may just be sick, sick of where you are. And so sometimes you may be scared, but you know, uh, what's more important is that I'm sick of where I am. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and, And that's the, that's what I think is, is, 
the, the motivating, the fuel is that I'm going to do it anyway. I am scared and I can't get rid of that fear. I'm not going to stuff it down, push it down. I'm going to sit with the fear and do it anyway. And so that's the, the ultimate difference between doing nothing and staying miserable. Um, and that's kind of what the whole kind of idea behind radical acceptance or getting out of that place of suffering that I spoke to earlier. So I think it ultimately takes the reflection of, am I doing, um, what I want? Am I just staying here because I'm comfortable or am I really trying to um, be the person that I want to be? Who, do, who am I and who do I want to be is, is really kind of the driving force behind that reflection. Wonderful. And I think sometimes we bottle up courage to make it seem like it's this big thing. And I think courage can be exactly what you said, doing it anyways. Anyway. I feel like that you, I feel like courage doesn't have to be, oh, I, I'm confident. Like confidence and courage are not necessarily the same. I think really what embodies courage is the fact that you're not confident. You are scared. You are worried or all of those kind of like negative things, mm-hmm. but you do it anyways. You do it mm-hmm. in spite of. And I think that's really what courage is about. It's not about being some superhero that we see in a Marvel comic. It's, that's not courage. I mean, it's when things get hard, when things are difficult, do you say, I'm going to do this anyways? I'm going to do this in spite of my fear. And so mm-hmm. I think just also reframing how we label courage so it doesn't seem like it's this big, unattainable thing. It's exactly what you're talking about. Andrea, did you want to comment before we um, take off? Sure. When it's not raining, I have committed to climbing Stone Mountain at least three times a week. That walk has definitely left me feeling very centered in one. As we know, this is August 2020, and we're only in Chapter 8 of Jumanji. (laughs) So we we still have four more months left. We have to be very uh, flexible, (laughs) Um, still make sure that we are strategic on what we want to come out, but know that things may, that curveballs will be thrown our way and that we just have to bounce back up in the words of the great late Aaliyah, try, try again (laughs) when we fall and just making sure that we are just not staying stuck in our comfort zone, but just constantly growing because if I can take anything away from 2020, I want to say it's definitely pushing me um, to think bigger, to constantly moving. Um, again, in the words of Dora from Finding Nemo, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. Listen, we don't know where we're going, but if we just keep moving, if we keep walking, we eventually will find our way. So 2020 is teaching me a lot scaling back, focusing more on me. I do so appreciate, like this conversation was, I I think I needed it, you know, and I just want to thank you for sharing yourselves with not just the Facebook Live, but you shared yourselves with an unknown audience. I I so appreciate that willingness. And in terms of 2020, reflecting has allowed me to see what a wonderful network I have. And that's why I really wanted to take some time to thank you because you are that network. Um, It taught me that I have lots of knowledge and tenacity. And I think I really needed some reaffirming about myself. And as much as 2020 has been, whoa, it's been affirming for me Um, in terms of my strategic plan for the remainder of 2020. Like Drea said, I'm going to push myself beyond what I think my limits are because I have a tribe. I have you guys um, because of my perseverance. And of course, because I got God on my side. So I can do more than what I think I can do. So I'm going to start doing those things and know that my resources include my talent, my friends, my God, all of that. But it's going to have some dumb goals in there. And I know that we're in an era of smart goals. And not that they're dumb. I'm going to tell you what dumb stands for. But Come on, acronym. I know you (laughs) had that acronym ready. I'm ready for it. Yes, D is for? (laughs) Dream driven. We have these smart goals that are, you know, realistic, measurable, and they trap us in this box. I think we limit ourselves by saying we have to do it this way. And so 
get into some things that are dream driven. What is your dream? What is your passion? What do you want to do? Go for it. I want to do things that are uplifting, that are making things better, that make me better, that make you better, that make everyone around us better, that are not so small that my 10 pounds didn't make nobody better. I lost 10 pounds in two months. What did that do? I mean, it helped me, but like, what did that do for my tribe? What did that do for my community? I want to do things that are uplifting. I want to do things that are method friendly, that you can set up a plan because we're talking about a strategic plan and follow that consistently to get the results that you want that naturally lead themselves into success. And last, they are behavior driven, that you have things that spark your brain to change that behavior, that when you do this, it makes you say this. And I want goals that are not small. I want them to be to the moon, right? It's like saying, hey, we're going to start living on Mars. That doesn't seem realistic right now. You know, that seems like something that's not realistic, but those are the type of goals we need to set. And for me, 2020 has made me reflect that my goals were not big enough. So drivers, sit and reflect. And when I say sit, I mean really sit back and look at what you've learned. And ask that question Lauren said, is this working? Is this working? Really ask yourself and then decide. If it's not, what are you going to do? Are you going to keep letting it not work or are you going to do something about it? Don't let but COVID hold you back. Be like Aziza and say when COVID. Once you've honestly and patiently reflected, begin to pull together that strategic plan, but be sure to have at least one dumb goal on that paper. Be strategic about the people in your life, how you use your time, where you go, and that's going to help you reach that goal. Drivers, this may be an episode, because I know I'm going to listen a few times, that you have to rewind and listen to again, because there's just some real power in here. Thank you for driving. Thank you for writing. And as always, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hasta luego. Adios. Bon voyage. Yeah, Sayonara. Sayonara. I had a whole list. God bless you. Aloha.